Welcome back to the Malinoka Oi and Silver Shark Media podcast. I'm Jason Evans of Silver Shark Media. And as always, we thank you for tuning in today and encourage you to subscribe and download to the podcast series. I'd like to welcome our next guest, Daryl Fujiwara, who is the event coordinator for this year's Kamehameha Day festivities. So aloha, Daryl, and it's great to have you back on the podcast. Awesome. Mahalo, and thank you again. Hi, everybody out there in podcast land. It is a, a wide audience, a wide audience, and you are a fantastic guest because you are a great source of knowledge and information on this island. And so a very important day coming up, um, King Kamehameha Day is Sunday, June 11th. And then we have our parade festivities in Lahaina, which will be taking place on Saturday, June 17th. So first off, for our listeners who may not be as familiar, um, what is the significance of Kamehameha Day? So in Hawaii, we have two special holidays. Um, one is for Prince Kuhio in um, March, and this one coming up in June for our um, monarch, King Kamehameha I. And so these two days we get off. A lot of people get off, and the banks are all closed. And so for a lot of people, even locals, you know, I don't think they truly understand why, why we do this. And for Hawaiians, we are all about honoring. We honor the rocks. We honor the aina. We honor the plants. And of course, we have to honor our royalty and nobility. And so Kamehameha is known for unifying all of the islands. And so you guys can go and find out more about that legendary conquest he did and and hear more about the beautiful story that unfolds um, on his journey to unifying all the islands. But in um, today, how we celebrate him and, and our monarch is um, we throw a parade and festivities, of course, um, yeah. and it's been happening for over more than 200 years of celebrating King Kamehameha I. And um, in Hawaii, one of the special things about this celebration is our pa'u riders. Um, pa'u riders are uh, back in the day when horses were introduced as a gift to King Kamehameha I. Um, everybody wanted a horse and they loved horses. So, of course, even women love to be on horses. And that was how they got to all of their parties. And so in order to make sure their dresses didn't get mud all over them from trotting on the horses, they covered themselves in material to ensure that the mud and everything wouldn't get on it. And then when they got to their location for their party or their dinner, they, you know, unraveled themselves and were able to, you know, kind of do a big reveal, almost like Met Gala vibes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, in addition to that, they would put flowers in their hair, of course, and wear beautiful lei. And then it evolved to even their horses wearing lei and flowers. And so today we continue that tradition and we honor each of the islands wearing their, you know, color and their flower that they represent. And we have eight different units of um, vahini and of course some men too because they have to hold that nice banner to announce each of the islands coming down the street and it's a beautiful sight to see it's kind of like seeing a beautiful pageant winner and wanting to be that pageant like Miss Universe or you know a lot of the writers in the end they are princesses right representing each of these islands and they feel like it because yeah. they're so 
decked with all of these beautiful flowers and you know their hair is done their makeup is done and they're draped in this beautiful satin and it's flowing down the street you know it's definitely a beautiful sight to see and each of our islands has a different you know parade and they're kind of all the all the different parades are all scattered throughout the month too so you could even island hop to see all of the different styles of lace the colors of the lace I can't say enough about it, but yes, <laughs> there's it, it, so much. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the the displays that are worn and are designed and created really to be worn. You know, we we talked about AgFest last week on the podcast. We had um, Charlene Calhane on um, as an uh, event coordinator as well for a big event. And and uh, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked her when it pertained to AgFest is – when you're working on planning an annual event like this, um, and especially one that has such deep meaning, what goes into everything on the planning side? Oh, so there's a lot of the basics I feel like that we've gotten really well, like, put maybe almost mechanic you know like we have to put in our permits and whatnot but for pa'u that's a whole year-long process as well and a lot of the different islands they let you just kind of you know take care of your own unit you know prepare all of your own flowers and lace but on maui we have a different tradition and everyone kind of buys into this year-long program where we kind of don't let you just fly by the seat of your pants and we train you mm-hmm. in the etiquette of pa'u writing and so that is a whole year-long process we have a workshop for lay making for horsemanship for um like i said riding etiquette like how to present your hands when you are greeting people. You know, there's a certain um, long-standing tradition of pa'u writing, almost like a hello and hula, like where you need to learn what it is to be a pa'u writer. Mm-hmm. And Maui has its own traditions. Um, in addition to that, there's some moving parts, of course. Like we, our entertainment is always changing. Our grand marshal, for instance, always changing changing and somebody we find in the community that we want to honor so this year we are honoring auntie florence makekau of lahaina posthumously she suddenly passed away in february and um, she was known to me at least as the last lay master of lahaina and so her family will be joining us um but yes when it comes to big festivals like this you know um especially this one because it is the longest running festival or event in west maui we pretty much have you know it locked down we have the same po'o the same person um coordinating you know the the parade start we still have the same entertainment chair you know and a lot of these families in lahaina take on these responsibilities in our community and they come back year after year to help us yeah it really is a community supported and and driven event how did did you become involved in the the planning side of of this event so a funny story um not so funny though i was voluntold (laughs) voluntold my (laughs) speech My senior year by my aunt, who had been coordinating Commandment Day celebrations, I was there kind of just helping with 
um, doing some graphic design, um, helping with, you know, like clerical things, whatever, like manual labor needed to be setting up chairs. And um, later down the line, um, in 2011, my aunt had kind of passed it on to me. And so I've been coordinating this um, event since 2011. I was like oh, trying to calculate everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like 13 years of me kind of doing it on my own. I like to tell people this is my family's tradition, Hawaiian tradition. Some families grow kalo and they are the ones you call when you need luau leaf for lao lao or poi. Um, some families um, hoiva'a and they paddle and they started the canoe clubs and they know all the channels, how they flow, they know all the fish, um, you know, in that area. My family coordinated community events, Hawaiian educational community events like this. And so my tutu started to coordinate things in Honolulu. She passed it on to her daughter, who then passed it on to her daughter, and now kind of passed it on to me. So it's kind of our our family's tradition. That's very cool. And it's a great analogy. And it seems like even though you might have been voluntold at first, um, you have since evolved a, a passion and, and commitment into events like these yeah and and it's very similar i think for a lot of um families not just hawaiians where you have a tradition and you see something in you know that child or that person in your organization um that sparks you know that excitement see see something in them that they never you know, thought they had. And so it kind of just happened like that. <laughs> a, a great lesson for the 15, 16, 17 year old right now, who's probably getting voluntold to do something they don't want to, but to maybe keep an open mind and to, right. you know, what you might evolve into. Well, how has, since your involvement, so roughly 2011, um, how have you seen the parade evolve over the years? Um, it's something that, you know, I imagine stays true to its core, um, but are there any evolutions that you've seen um, either in the approach or the execution of a day like this to continue to keep community engagement high? You know, I, I, for most of the, the, the event stuff, it is really just traditional. And so I stick to those kind of like guidelines, but something new, of course, that never happened was social media. And so I've been able to like navigate more engagement through that. Um, uh, during COVID, I got really creative and we did kind of like a virtual parade and it's still up on Facebook as well, where it's, it was kind of like the Macy's Day parade where <laughs> I had my friends as commentators introducing each of the different, you know, businesses or organizations. And we just went, we went um, from organization and business and we just kind of recorded cameos of each of them, you know, whether they were on a decorated float that they had done and it was like super safe, right? Because it was just like their bubble, their organization, their family, um, and it was super fun. That's funny and and creative as well. I imagine, uh, you know, you talk about the pandemic. I, my next question was going to be, what have been some of the bigger challenges over the years? Um, the pandemic, you obviously had to, you know, you pivoted to a virtual setting. But is there anything else over the years um, that you've run into? Uh, challenges that maybe you, you've been able to overcome with continuing to to put this on at the the level that you do. You know, um, 
I I don't want to throw people under the bus, but our permitting, um, you know, with um, utilizing the Banyan Tree Park has been a challenge. And I've been really grateful at the same time, too, for the County of Maui, who have created a process for us to be able to apply and utilize, you know, county facilities um, for Hawaiian cultural purposes. Permitting has become more um, difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, find, finding a, a space for us to practice our culture you know safely and responsibly liability is so huge now you know um and so i'm i'm like i said i'm really grateful that we're still able to have these venues available to us to be able to practice you know our traditions and then for the event coming up on on the 17th run down the day for me that if that if someone um who maybe wants to go, uh, whether they're visiting, whether they're on a different side of the island, what would be sort of the, the calendar of events on, on the 17th on um, the facets of the parade? Okay, perfect. So um, under the banyan tree, we open the ho'olalea at nine in the morning and we're going to have beautiful soft music um, with the voice of Reiko Fukino. She's amazing. I absolutely love her in the morning. She has this beautiful, beautiful voice. Um, And so she's going to greet everybody there who's down there for breakfast. You know, French Street is a really popular spot, um, you know, to everyone, locals and visitors alike. And so it's bustling, whether we want it to be or not. And so it's definitely the place to be. And then right around 8 o'clock, I'm sorry, is when French Street is going to slowly start to close from Mala Bridge all the way to Shaw Street. And so you'll want to find parking probably at the Wharf Cinema Center or even all the way down at the um, Maui Outlets, um, the Outlets of Maui. and uh, there's some parking, um, public parking available, like on Luakini Street or at prison. And you want to find your spot and get on your feet because the parade starts at 9:45. And so you want to make sure you find one of your a good spot. We have commentary stations along French Street so that you can hear who's coming down the street. You want to know cool. who is is coming. Yeah. So we'll have commentary at Papalawa, the intersection of Papalawa and French Street. We usually have one at Kimo's and um, Cheeseburger in Paradise. And we'll have one at Lahaina Pizza Company and also one at the Wharf Cinema Center. And so those are kind of like the hubs you want to hang out around and hear who's coming to the street so you can kind of know. Um, the parade will slowly make its way down to the end of French Street at Shaw and end around, it usually ends around 1130 or so. And then we all will head to the Banyan Tree for more entertainment, our ho'olalea with Maui, Hawaii Mead artisans. We have exhibitors. We'll have um, free cakey activities and, of course, entertainment. Um, we have Kanya Lamasoi performing. We have the return of whoever this beautiful Hawaiian music band. Um, after that, we have Hello Keala Kahinano Opuna under the direction of Joyce Salvador. So we'll have Hula. And then we have um, more music, of course. We'll have Namaka, Paole and Friends, and Kuikava. So wonderful Hawaiian music. Um, until about five o'clock is when we're Paul come and support and shop local and of course eat some local things we'll have the Lahaina Hawaiian Civic Club there serving up some local food a fantastic 
day to spend um, in Lahaina. And, you know, just as, as a recap, you're saying the roads in Lahaina will cro- close, uh, or the main front street will close around 8 in the morning. So you want to get your parking early, get down there, uh, maybe grab some breakfast at 9 o'clock. You'll have sort of opening ceremonies uh, with Reiko singing. And then 9.45, yeah. the, the parade itself will start um, and go on for a couple hours, followed by the banyan tree is sort of the hub from there. Uh, with artisans yeah. and dance and, and hula. Um, a, a really wonderful day. And maybe, you know, I know you touched on it earlier, but just reinforce why this day is important, both for um, those who live here, but also if someone is visiting, um, why this isn't just another uh, day on the calendar, that there there is a massive significance behind this this celebration. Yes, and the message is to not forget where you come from and who you are. You know, we are very special in that we had a monarch, and we need to continue to maintain that tradition that and that honor for those people that came before us who, you know, helped pave the way. They're almost like parents to us, right, who took care of us in our time of need. And so it's very commemorative, and that's why our event is called the Na Kamehameha Commemorative Pa'u Parade in Ho'olaolea. We do this to honor and commemorate more so than to celebrate, right? Like, it's not just a celebration. It's more of a commemoration to our ali'i. You know, and Lahaina is very special in that um, we had three of the um, the Kamehameha's, you know, kind of make Lahaina its residence because it was the, cap- the first capital of Hawaii before it moved to Honolulu. And so our Ali'i walked these roads. They, you know, took care of the people of this place. There's remnants of their lives still littered around Lahaina. And you can learn that too. And so I also tell that too, you know, um, I wear so many different hats that day and sometimes I'm the MC, And I'll tell people, you know, like, you know, go and check out all of the different stores, um, shop local, um, check out all of the different historical places along French Street, and then come back because we'll still be at the Banyan Tree all day, you know, and so like, you don't have to just stay there. There's so much going on on French Street, you know, and we want you to maximize your day. So when you come, yes, we're going to have our event, but also go and check out French Street. There's so many beautiful historical places. The Lahaina Restoration Foundation does such a good job in curating all of them. French Street has so much history. It was like the whaling capital of Hawaii at one time. So, you know, all the different, you know, cultures touched it, you know, um, everywhere from the plantation era as well. So, so much to do in Lahaina. And we are one of those places or things to do as well that we want you to kind of include on your Lahaina journey, your Lahaina a day because it is its own kind of like place on the island it's kind of far away from the airport if you're staying in Wailea it's a whole day you should plan to do kind of like Hana you want to plan a whole day for that so yeah well if if people want to find out more um, either uh, via social media via website online with the the calendar of events as it gets closer what would be the best way for people to kind of stay in tune with what's going on on the 17th the best place is on Facebook. Um, super kind of weird. It's facebook.com backslash NKCPPH, which is short for the Nakamehameha Commemorative Pa'o Parade in Ho'olaolea. 
Um, you can also search Nakamehameha and it should pop up as well. Perfect. Well, Daryl, thank you as always. Um, I really appreciate everything you do uh, within the community and also informing the community of, of events like this that are going on throughout the year. So thank you again for your time and look forward to seeing you on the 17th. Thanks so much, Jason. Have a great rest of the day and we'll see you guys all on June 17th.